0: philosophy of education frame beliefs and values about learning that surround actions within the learning environment. Galbraith, 2004, pointed out that literature suggested some positive relationship exists between an individual's beliefs, values, or attitudes and decisions and actions. For this reason, professional experiences, underscored by interaction with people within the learning environment, all play a role that shapes beliefs and core values. In many ways, our actions exemplify certain positionally regarding viewpoints about learning, and theoretical foundation framing interaction for the learning facilitator. Theoretical orientation foundationally supports philosophical beliefs regarding learning interactions. Those interactions can become a transformative experience for both the teacher as facilitator and learner. As individuals experiencing life, living in continual flux, our core values and beliefs change over time in a transformative process. For this reason, our theoretical orientation, which couches our philosophical positional about core values and beliefs is indeed a journey of transformation, development, discovery, and change. Reflection on lived experiences. How I would introduce myself in a way that defines or summarizes my core beliefs and values. First, at this stage in my life, I believe that the humanity of every individual must have recognition. Second, we all have a personal responsibility for ensuring the well-being of others. Third, possessing an affinity for the community has a basis in the belief of inclusiveness of all members within the global community. Fourth, we must be purposely conscious of how our actions or inactions create rippling effects on individual lives, national consciousness, and global concerns. In sum, gravitating toward the importance of community and consideration of others would constitute an apt description of my core beliefs and values. Martin Luther King Jr., Mary Wollstonecraft, and Henry David Thoreau influenced the development of my core beliefs. Gravitation towards King is embracing his focus on social injustice. I believe that as a society— we can transcend the limitations of our thinking, the limitations of individual and combined experiences. Wollstonecraft spoke to characterizations of humanness based on societal perspectives of convenience. Her thoughts influenced me to begin questioning theoretical inconsistencies in Western philosophical thought. Clark and Portenga, 2003, claim something is profoundly wrong with the moral theories of men. The incongruences in fundamental thinking during the Age of Enlightenment philosophical thinkers were grotesquely perverse. In Wollstonecraft's seminal work, A Vindication of the Rights of Women, 1792, Clark and Portenga, 2003 claimed, repudiates that significant differences exist between the moral and philosophical development of men and women. Thoreau remains the consummate reminder that action and learning is important as the learning that is occurring. We have a personal responsibility to, not only question those things around us, when we find the need arises, commit to positive change. For that reason, one must challenge accepted ideas and actions. Thoreau's Resistance to Civil Government, 1849, introduced me to the concept of personal responsibility for challenging systems of influence that seek to suppress individuality in thought and choice. Citizenship in the commons of man should be buffered by responsibility for engagement with self, whereby, the individual maintains autonomy and choice. The previously noted people continue to remind me of the necessity for change as a fundamental component of philosophical evolution. I no longer view philosophy as a group of concepts and ideas that act as a basis for making decisions about morality, ethics, and behavior. I view philosophy as an amalgamation of constructs that guide decision-making. The centrality of the student in learning interactions becomes paramount. That centrality has a basis in the results of philosophy of adult education inventory, which identifies with a humanistic adult education philosophy. Galbraith, 2004, noted as one of the five philosophies of adult education based on theorists such as Carl Rogers, Abraham Maslow, and Malcolm Knowles. My philosophical evolution influenced the selection of education as a professional career. Desiring to learn how to help individuals learn how to take control of their learning framed my decision to become a professional educator. Additionally, throughout my former career, I acted as an agent for change through learning and teaching that aided individuals to acculturate into the business culture. Throughout the 35 years working in my previous career, I engaged individuals in a teaching slash learning capacity. It was that extensive experience, which contributed frame the basis for deciding on a career change. Current Philosophy of Education Results of the Philosophy of Adult Education Inventory indicated a humanistic adult education philosophy. Galbraith, 2004, described the philosophy as an individual who facilitates self-actualization and has an orientation towards enhancing personal growth and development. The approach to learning has a basis in the work of theorists Maslow and Rogers. Merriam, Caffarella, and Baumgartner, 2007, pointed out that scholars consider Maslow, the founder of humanistic psychology, he proposed a theory of human motivation based on a hierarchy of needs. Maslow recognized the importance of self actualization in learning. Caffarella et al. 2007, noted that self actualization is the goal of learning, and educators should strive to bring about a transformation within students. Regarding my philosophical education orientation, I agree with Knowles. His theory of andragogy, Harper and Ross, 2011, pointed out is best known in the world of adult education as a conceptualization of how and why adults learn. Knowles' concept of androgyny, the art, and science of how adults learn, has a basis in six assumptions. Caffarella et al., 2007, pointed out that the theory assumes six models of assumptions, or system of concepts as Knowles has also called it has given adult educators a badge of identity that distinguishes the field of adult education from childhood schooling. I find a consensus with Harper and Ross, 2011, who pointed out that the role of higher education is to impart knowledge and skills to its students so they may accomplish their goals and objectives in life. For this reason, the role of the professional educator is to act as a facilitator of learning. Vernansky, 1998, claimed that the teacher is mainly tasked with providing individuals with multifaceted training, and, principally with knowledge and skills for creative activities, for adapting to the changes in the natural and social environments. Skipper, 2005, assumed that teachers should be poised to focus on how individuals position themselves concerning knowledge construction. Teachers must help students recognize the transformative power of constructing learning regarding life experiences. Students also have a reciprocal responsibility in the learning interaction the student should work in consort with the facilitator teacher in a process of student-centeredness that allows control over the learning process. Therefore, the student is responsible for the direction of his or her learning. Currently, I am not actively professionally engaged in learning as a practice. However, the manifestation of philosophical orientation and practice has bases in humanistic adult education philosophy, in which the method employed in teaching interaction focuses on experiential learning. Framed in Interactions Galbraith, 2004, pointed out our group tasks, group discussions, team teaching, self-directed learning, and individualized learning. Furthermore, encounter groups, group dynamics, self-directed learning projects, and human relations training, Dalbraith, 2004. Along with philosophy manifested in practice, teachers should value and view assessment as a primary function of the learning process. I concur with Walvoord, 2004, who pointed out that assessment functions like a natural, inescapable human and scholarly act. Moreover, by systematically collecting information about student learning, administrators and teachers can make informed decisions that affect student learning. Walvert, 2010. Assessment as a natural part of education can result in three significant changes that support learning. Walvert, 2004, described as curriculum, requirements, programmatic structures, or other aspects of the student's course of study, in addition to the policies, funding, and planning that supports learning and faculty development, represent assessment influencing change. Future Implications for Professional Practice Concerning global trends issues, and new knowledge implications for practice, an article that I recently read, American Colleges Expanding Campuses to Africa, applies. Author, Ogun Toyenbo, 2015, noted that Africa represents the new frontier for the expansion of American colleges and universities, and, many business schools from the United States and Europe are now exploring a bold new frontier, Africa. The article discussed the globalization of higher education in the context of underserved slash undeveloped countries' inclusion in education markets. Globalization may require educators' re-evaluation of his or hers values and beliefs. Re-evaluation is underscored by the gravitation towards a holistic viewpoint in the learning interaction influencing practice. Expanding globalization also speaks to educators who may experience a shift in definitions of philosophy in the academy that will affect practice. Currently, higher education is experiencing a conflict in consensus on understanding the philosophy of education. Wilfred Carr pointed out that what is most striking about contemporary philosophy of education is the range of diverse and conflicting ways of understanding what the discipline is, Chambliss, 2009. Educators face disagreement within the academy regarding definitions of philosophy. Merriam et al. 2007 suggested that educators develop an appreciation for major philosophical or religious systems of thought that are non-Western. Engaging influence of Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism, Confucianism, rather than indigenous, will require a reorientation of ideas based on Western beliefs and values, Merriam et al., 2007. Those previously mentioned philosophical or religious thoughts have a foundation in holistic theory. Yang, 2004, noted that explicit, implicit, and emancipatory constructs represent three distinctive and interrelated facets framing conceptualization of holistic theory of adult learning. Holistic learning accommodates indigenous knowledge, which differs from official, academic knowledge, Merriam et al., 2007. Those other ways of knowing outside of Western cultural philosophical viewpoints are gaining traction within scholarly circles. That poll relates to ideas about the validity of Western information as the standard in thought. Educators from Western traditions of information transmission must rethink their purposes concerning positions regarding information validity, Maryam et al., 2007. Additionally, rethink our perceptions about philosophical viewpoints, re-examine how those perceptions accommodate a changing higher education global climate. Engaging in reflection can aid in modifying future practices. Understanding could evolve from a synthesis between Western-slash-non-Western learning contexts with the understanding that learning and knowledge can coexist in principle and practice, Merriam et al., 2007. Practice related to learning that finds congruency with a philosophical orientation that can foster a different type of sensitivity to the social and cultural norms and experiences of others living in non-Western countries. Those experiences frame the foundation for understanding how culturally different students interact with learning, within their particular social and cultural context. Influencing how professional educators and leaders view learning as one way my core beliefs and values could stimulate or create social change. Demonstrating that processes of learning are underscored by outcomes based in assessment is another way to stimulate social change. Coalition building, which is couched in the examination of local community problems by applying empirical research methods can lead to improved community interaction, locally, nationally, and globally on many levels. Creative expression of philosophy. The phrase when cut, do we not bleed, when hurt, do we not feel pain, metaphorically, represents my philosophy. The words when cut represent the beginning of my engagement with a serious examination of what I believed, and why I believe what I do, which frame my core values and beliefs. The words represent a serious dialogue regarding cutting through the fog of exploration to make sense and meaning of my foundational orientation. Feeling the pain relates to the examination of beliefs and values. It is the beginning of the process of slicing away those things, those beliefs, and held values that impede connectedness with self as an active agent in the learning process. In closing, my philosophy of education encapsulates the teacher as a facilitator of knowledge in the learning environment. Moreover, the role of the learning facilitator is to motivate learners to act as a positive agents in taking control of the learning process. The teacher is responsible for helping the student to become self-directed in learning interactions that demonstrate a heightened awareness of responsibility. Theories framed in experimental learning undergird my philosophy of education. That positionality exemplifies a belief that students experience learning on their terms. Therefore, fosters meaning-making within the learning engagement environment. I also believe that each student has their learning styles. Therefore, as a facilitator, the learning environment engagement must encourage individual and group learning experiences. I also believe that students learn by observation and imitation in a social environment. Because the classroom represents an educational social environment, students learn from each other as well as the teacher. It is the job of the teacher to direct learning activities but allow the student to explore how that learner navigates within the learning experience. In the process of navigation, the student can choose which concepts have relevance to their real world experiences. In that approach, the teacher must serve as a guide and mentor in the interaction. By challenging the student to acquire an attitude of achievement, the teacher can motivate the student to achieve on his or her terms. Ultimately, I believe that each student can reach a level of excellence that goes beyond the design of the curriculum. It is that unwavering belief that framed the motto for when I homeschooled my children. Expect excellence and receive it. References Chambliss, J., 2009. Philosophy of Education Today. Educational Theory, 59:2, 233 251. doi 10.1111 j.17415446.2009.00316.x. Clark, K., J., Portenga. A. 2003. The Story of Ethics, Fulfilling Our Human Nature. Upper Saddle River, New Jersey, Prentice Hall. Galbraith, M. 2004. Adult Learning Methods, A Guide for Instruction. Malabar, Florida, Krieger Publishing. Harper, L. and Ross, J., 2011. An Application of Knowles' Theories of Adult Education to an Undergraduate Interdisciplinary Studies Degree Program. Journal of Continuing Higher Education, 59-3, 161-166. 161-166. to 166. Retrieved from http colon slash slash slash. Miriam, S. B. Cafarella R. S., and Baumgartner, L. M. 2007. Learning in Adulthood, A Comprehensive Guide, 3rd Ed. San Francisco, Jossie Base. Ogun Toyenbo, L. 2015, January 29th. American Colleges Expanding Campuses to Africa. Diverse issues in higher education. Retrieved from http colon slash slash diverseeducation.com slash article slash 69164 slash. Skipper, T. L. 2005. Student Development in the First College Year, a primer for college educators. Columbia, South Carolina, University of South Carolina, National Resource Center for the First Year Experience in Students in Transition. Walverd, B. E. 2010. Assessment Clear and Simple, A Practical Guide for Institutions, Departments, and General Education, Second Ed. San Francisco, California, Jossie Base. Yang B. 2004. Holistic Learning Theory and Implications for Human Resource Development. Advances in Developing Human Resources, 6-2, 241-262. Retrieved from http colon slash slash